Penn State may have the best punter in the Big Ten, and I'm going to tell you why. We're also going to take a look at one of the key matchups that I'm looking forward to in this weekend's game between Penn State and Iowa. I'm Kevin McGuire. Thank you for making Locked On Nittany Lions your first listen of the day. Let's get started. You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need can be found at rockauto.com. Remember to tell them that Locked On sent you. Welcome into today's episode of Locked On Nittany Lions, everybody. I'm Kevin McGuire, the editor of NittanyLionsWire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. Also a contributor to AthlonSports.com, where we're going to have some fun conversations all week long in written form and in podcasting form. And of course, that means in video form for those of you that are checking us out on the YouTube channel Big game this coming weekend for Penn State. I don't think it's an overstatement to suggest that this is the biggest game that Penn State has played in early October in a number of years. It is certainly the most anticipated and most important Penn State-Iowa game that I think we have ever seen. And we have seen some important ones, but nothing with the kind of stakes that we are looking forward to this weekend. That's why it's going to be so much fun to talk about this game all week long, right here on Locked on Nittany Lions. Again, make sure this is your first listen of the day. If you are following us on any of those podcasting platforms, including Odyssey, thank you so much for doing so. Make sure you leave those ratings and reviews wherever they are available. That continues to help show your support and help us grow across those various podcasting apps. It's the best way to show your support. Another way to show your support for this podcast is by checking out our awesome YouTube channel. We're having a lot of fun over on YouTube. Some of you may actually be watching this on YouTube right now, and if you are, Hello once again. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you for leaving a thumbs up on this video and leaving a comment down below. We will highlight a comment as our YouTube comment of the day later on in this episode. But we're having a lot of fun on YouTube. We're having a lot of fun putting the podcast out for you. However you may digest your podcast, we just thank you for making us a part of your day. So there are also a number of ways to interact with the podcast and get your commentary and get your questions addressed in the podcast. And the best way to do that is through our Twitter account at LockedOnNittany. I would say that we've got a Facebook page, but I don't know what Facebook is up to these days. So if if Facebook's working for you, you can check us out and give us a like on Facebook at Facebook.com slash LockedOnNittany. And again, I don't know what the status is of Instagram as of the time that this podcast is going out there. But if you want to give us a follow on Instagram, if you're able to get in there, Instagram.com slash LockedOnNittany is where you can find us. So again, lots of stuff to look forward to this coming weekend, but we're still kind of uh, putting the finishing touches on what happened in week five with Penn State shutting out Indiana 24-0. And one of the latest pieces of the fallout from that was the Big Ten Players of the Week. And Penn State punter Jordan Stout received the co-offensive, or I'm sorry, the co-special teams player of the week award. It's the second time doing so this season. And I don't think it's really any question why. He was phenomenal punting the football, flipping the field, and pinning Indiana back deep in their own territory on multiple occasions. There's no question he has as strong a leg as they come right now. Um, Just punting the ball and actually kicking field goals as well. That's why they... Uh, that's why Penn State has used him traditionally as their long-range field goal kicker. Obviously, this season, he's taking on all the responsibility uh, as far as place kicking is concerned. I don't know if we ever really got a definitive answer on why that is, but there's something to it that suggests that he is the best option. So 
I think after the shaky performance he had at the start of the season, uh, kicking short field goals and an extra point against Wisconsin, he has certainly performed much better, much more confidently. You can have a, a confidence level that's a little bit higher uh, when you see him tried out on the field for a field goal, and you know what he's going to do punting the football. I mean, he has just been phenomenal with those responsibilities, and that is such a luxury to have, especially when you're going to go into some of these tough defensive battles that Penn State is expected to have here, including this weekend's game against Iowa. But looking further down the road, you got games against Michigan and Ohio State and maybe Michigan State. Those are all going to be relatively tough defensive contests, and you may be in a field position battle for good strengths or good uh, stretches of those particular games so having a punter that can flip the field for you and kind of back you out of your own end if you need it and just kind of pin the other team as far back as possible without going into the end zone that is such an asset to have and Penn State's lucky to have a guy like Jordan Stout that's able to handle all those responsibilities so again he is the Big Ten co-special teams player of the week um, this is a second time uh, winning that award. I'm watching all of the some of the, the special teams awards, and uh, the, the name of the punting award kind of escapes me off the top of my head right now, and it should come to me. I know it's not the Lou Groza award, but uh, whatever it is, he's not getting the national recognition, I think, as punters are concerned, that I feel like he should be. So I definitely feel as though maybe he's being overlooked. I don't know. But again, I think Jordan Stout is... One of the better punters that Penn State has had in quite some time. Uh, he may be the best punter in the Big Ten. And the Big Ten typically has good kickers and good punters. So to suggest that Jordan Stout is the best of the best in the Big Ten, I don't think is that far of a reach. Given what we have seen already so far this season, uh, powerful leg, pinning teams back you know, against Indiana. I think Indiana had three or four possessions that started inside their own 20. Uh, and they did not uh, have much opportunity to get any uh, return yardage to. And that's another key. I mean, even if you're not pinning your opponent deep in their own end, make sure that they're not able to get a return. And we haven't seen a whole lot of special teams returns against Penn State so far this season. So I didn't actually look up those numbers. But, you know, off the top of my head, I'm not really remembering a whole lot of return opportunities that other teams had. Certainly none that really led to big returns that you have typically seen. And you know, just a quick thought on that. I'm still kind of waiting for the big Penn State punt return. I know Jahad Dotson got a pretty nice return last weekend against Indiana, but you haven't seen the game-changing punt return just yet. I'm sure it's coming. Uh, but I think teams are kind of aware that Jahad Dotson had such a high punt return yardage last year. So they're kind of uh, closing in on him a little bit differently this year, not allowing him to have so many great opportunities. And that's a good strategy to have, to be honest with you. If you're an opposing team of Penn State, you might as well try to take that away from them as possible. But back on Jordan Stout, absolutely, for my money, the best punter in the Big Ten. And that is going to be an unsung hero. I think at some point, if Penn State's going to continue to have success, obviously, Sean Clifford, Jahad Dotson, uh, the defense, they're going to take the the spotlight, right? But I do believe that Jah that not Jahad Dotson, I was going to say Jahad Dotson, the punter. No, Jordan Stout, the punter, I think is going to be a big key as well. That's probably going to be overlooked more casually. I get it because he's a punter, but I don't think you can overvalue just what he is doing with his responsibility. I always feel as though we only pay attention to kickers and punters when they mess up. We should be praising them when they are doing not only their job, but doing their job exceptionally well. And that's what Jordan Stout has been doing. 
If you're looking to get involved in some daily college fantasy football, then look no further than the Prize Picks app. You can check out the Prize Picks app as one of the top rated apps in the Apple Store, or the Google Play Store. It's incredibly easy to get started, and there's really no reason why you shouldn't be checking it out because it is the only place, the best place, to get involved in some daily college fantasy football. And it's really simple to do. So once you download the app, you go ahead and set up your account, and you're ready to get started in about 60 seconds. That's all it takes. Just pick two to five players from any of the major conferences around there in college football. They've even got some of the top rated players from some of the group of five conferences as well. And just choose whether or not they're going to go over or under a variety of statistical projections. And that's as easy as it gets, folks. Just pick your two to five favorite players and choose over or unders for various stats. How much more do you need? So get started today on the Prize Picks app. When you make your initial deposit, make sure you use the promo code locked on, and Prize Picks is going to give you an extra bonus on top of your initial deposit up to $100. That's free money to get involved with some daily college fantasy football. And the Prize Picks app is the best place to get involved in daily college fantasy football. You can check it out on the Apple Store or the Google Play Store and get started today. Penn State may be on the road this weekend, but that doesn't mean you have to stay off the road. But if you want to make sure you are ready to go wherever you may be going, make sure you've got all the parts your car or your truck or your RV need by going to rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business that has been serving customers their auto parts supplies needs for 20 years. How is that possible, you say? Well, it's because they treat you like family. They're going to give you the best prices available. They're going to make this as smooth a process as possible out there and we all know nobody likes buying parts for their car especially if they don't really know exactly what they're looking for well rock auto makes it incredibly easy because all you do is you go to the website rockauto.com you enter the make a model of your vehicle and it brings you up their entire catalog of everything they have specifically available for you so if you're looking for air filters wipers maybe some brake pads new headlight just go to rockauto.com right now see all the parts available for your car or your truck or your rv and then of course when you go through the whole checkout process make sure you let them know that locked on sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com well, thank you guys for making Locked On Nittany Lines your first listen of the day on the Odyssey app or wherever you're getting your podcasts. Of course, a reminder that we're also putting these podcasts out for you in video form. Some of you have called on to that already. We're getting a lot of new subscribers to our brand new YouTube channel that we've been having going on for the last few weeks and can, things are continuing to improve and it's a lot of fun being able to put this out in video format as well. So again, if you are watching this on YouTube right now, I thank you guys for checking out the YouTube channel leaving your comments down below, not forgetting to leave a thumbs up on these videos because it really does help out with the YouTube algorithm. Uh, we're continuing to do some really good things here on the YouTube channel as well as the podcast. And I wanna thank you guys so much for that. As a way to get you guys checking out our YouTube channel, I wanna involve the YouTube comment of the day. We had a few of these last week and then we kind of got away from it for a couple of days, but we're back now. And this comment comes from Larry who recently left a comment on a video this week saying that Penn State has has an elite defense, improving explosive offense. I got Penn State by two scores this week over Iowa. Larry, my friend, you are incredibly bold with that prediction because I don't see how that is going to happen. Now, you're going to hear me say this all week long. This is going to be a low-scoring game. I don't see how this game turns into a shootout. I don't see how either team blows out the other team. 
but you've got a couple of really good points here. Okay, Penn State does have an elite defense. This is an incredibly good defense. I've kind of alluded to this already on the podcast in yesterday's episode, but I do think that it is worth recognizing the fact that this is a Penn State defense that has every opportunity to get this team into the Big Ten championship game. The way that things are playing out, and it is an incredibly difficult Big Ten East, or it looks like it's becoming more and more challenging as Ohio State is figuring things out. Michigan is looking pretty good. And uh, Michigan State, at the end of the season, a road trip to East Lansing, I don't think it's going to be any kind of a cakewalk. So Penn State has a lot of work cut out for himself uh, after this weekend against Iowa. And that's not to suggest that Iowa is not going to be a challenge either. Because it is. It is an incredible challenge for this Penn State team. But the defense is what's going to keep Penn State in every game and give them a chance to win every game. This is not a defense that's going to let you down. Okay, maybe at some point they're going to give up a big play. They're going to give up more than 20 points in a game somewhere along the road. But this is a defense that is incredibly confident right now. More so in the secondary. Still has some issues, I think, with uh, preventing the run. I think that's a, a concern that we have addressed uh, abundance of times over the last couple of weeks. And I think it is fair to point out especially against a team like Iowa that traditionally runs the ball pretty well. I think that has to be a concern coming into this game. But overall, this is a really good Penn State defense. I'm not ready to say it is one of Penn State's best defenses that we've ever seen. It may be the best defense under James Franklin, though. And I think that that is worth recognizing because for the majority of James Franklin's tenure at Penn State, it feels as though the strengths have always been on the offensive side of the football. Well, now the offense is good. But the defense is the, the key to this team's success this year. Uh, and I don't think there's overstating that. I think we knew that going into the season, especially with the secondary. And we have seen no reason to doubt that so far this season. As I said, they have not allowed more than 20 points in the game. Only Auburn has managed to score 20 points in the game. Obviously, pitching a shutout against Indiana last week. Yeah, I know Indiana is struggling, but you know what? Elite defenses shut down struggling opponents. And you know that's exactly what in, uh, Penn State did against Indiana. Uh, so they do have some big challenges ahead. I think this Iowa game is going to be a tough physical matchup, and I fully expect that Iowa is going to be able to run the football. And given what Wisconsin did on the ground, what Auburn was able to do on the ground, I think Iowa knows what works against this Penn State defense, and it's going to be running the football. Uh, not breaking open big runs, but kind of grinding out yardage, you know, sustaining drives, picking up some sh- uh, third and short situations. Uh, I think more often than not, it has to be a key here for Iowa. But yes, Larry, Penn State, elite defense, yes. Is it Georgia good? No, Georgia is just phenomenal right now. Uh, but Penn State is really darn good. And so is Iowa. That is the other part of the equation here. So you're saying that Penn State's got an improving explosive offense? Absolutely. I 100% agree with that. Big plays have been the keys to so many wins already this season for Penn State, and they will continue to be a key for Penn State. And I see no reason why Penn State shouldn't be taking chances down the field, even against as talented and skilled and accomplished secondary as Iowa has. This may be the best secondary that Penn State faces on offense this entire season. Iowa already has 12 interceptions this year. They've returned a couple for touchdowns. The, the number got inflated last week against Maryland. Uh, Talia Tagalola, one of the highest rated passers in the Big Ten going into last weekend, just got picked apart by this Iowa defense in College Park. Uh, so I do feel like this Iowa defense, this Iowa secondary for sure, 
is going to capitalize on any slight mistake that Sean Clifford makes. Now, fortunately, he hasn't made too many mistakes this year. That's been huge. And that is a reason why Penn State has been able to have success. That's why Sean Clifford has been able to have the kind of season he has had where he's got three interceptions, but you can really only criticize him for one as far as I'm concerned. He has been a very competent player. He's going to have to continue being that, and he's going to have to be careful uh, because this is the kind of game where he hasn't faced this kind of defensive pressure just yet. Uh, and there's not going to be as much open space. Receivers are not going to get open quite as easily as they have in previous weeks uh, because this secondary is going to latch on to these receivers. They're going to cover the tight ends. They're not going to have a whole lot of open space that Sean Clifford's going to be able to find an open receiver very often. I'm not saying it's impossible to do so, but this is a top-tier secondary that Penn State's going up against. The best secondary that they have faced so far this season uh, and that includes Wisconsin, who felt like their secondary was a strength. Well, Iowa's is a better, uh, is a better strength. So that's why uh, Sean Clifford versus this defensive secondary is absolutely the matchup I am most interested to see. Because if Sean Clifford can get out of this game without throwing an interception, I don't think there's any way that Penn State loses this game. Now, if he throws one interception, I'm a little less confident in Penn State's chances because I feel like every mistake that you make on offense in this game in particular can be deadly because I don't think a lot of points are getting scored in this game. As explosive as this Penn State offense can be, I don't think it's going to happen very often against this Iowa team. So you're going to have to find ways to sustain drives and grind out yardage. And that's been a little bit of a concern, especially on the ground. But I think that that's the kind of style game that Penn State is going to have to figure out a way to win. They were able to do it against Wisconsin. They did have some big plays against Wisconsin. I don't know if those big plays will be here against Iowa, but if they can find a couple big plays to uh, you know, turn a field around or you know, just create some momentum, I think that that can lead to some really good things for Penn State. The question is how often can they make that happen? This is going to be a really tough matchup for this Penn State offense probably their toughest of the season and i don't think i'm overstating that i think this is the toughest test of the season for penn state especially since it's on the road you know i think a game down the line against ohio state you can get into a shootout in that kind of a game michigan it's at home michigan state we'll see what happens at the end of the year we'll see if michigan state keeps having the success that they have been having uh but this road game in Kinnick Stadium, I know Penn State has had more success there than not in more recent trips out to Iowa City, but this is this is going to be a grind. This is going to be a real good slugfest, and got to see if Sean Clifford's up to it. I'm not saying he's not, but I want to see what they do going back on the road for just the second time this season. We know the first game of the season on the road against Wisconsin, that was a grind fest. This could be a similar style of game. Not a lot of points, not a lot of explosive offensive plays. But if you can get a couple to go your way, then you might be in pretty good shape. So you just heard me say that this is going to be a low-scoring game this weekend between Penn State and Iowa. And as proof of that, just take a look at what the over-under is over on BetOnline. Log into BetOnline.ag. Go check out all the odds and props for your Penn State-Iowa matchup this weekend. You'll see that Penn State is a two-point underdog on the road against the Hawkeyes, which in my mind tells me it's a pretty even matchup, as I think most people suspect it will be. But take a look at that over-under. Listed at 42.5 right now. That tells me that this might be a race to 21 points just to win this game. I love 
the under in this particular matchup. And when I love something so much, it just might turn into a shootout. It might go the opposite way. But I just feel like the defenses are not going to allow too many points in this game. This game has underwritten all over it as far as I'm concerned. And that's the way I'm going to be going this weekend when I go to betonline.ag. If you're not already getting involved in some college football betting action this weekend, now's a great time to log on to betonline.ag. Sign up for your free account. There's no financial commitment just to sign up and browse. When you make an initial deposit on BetOnline, make sure you use the promo code Locked On, and BetOnline is going to give you a 50% welcome bonus on top of your first deposit. So folks, that is free money, and I am all about free money. I'm also about making and winning some money. So let's go ahead and bet that under on Penn State, Iowa this weekend, and let's see what more we can come up with with all the odds and props from around the world of college football, the NFL, and of course, baseball postseason is in full swing. So lots of stuff to keep you activated over on betonline.ag. BetOnline are your online sportsbook experts. And of course, with this game expected to be as close and tense as I'm fully anticipating it will be deep into the fourth quarter, I am probably going to be sweating a little bit. You know, sweaty, nervous. Nobody likes being the nervous, sweaty guy, right? Well, the best way to block that is with Sweatblock. Sweatblock is a line of antiperspirant wipes. They've also got antiperspirant deodorant and antiperspirant lotion. No matter what you're looking for to control your sweating, Sweatblock is going to have you covered. It's incredibly easy to use. All you got to do is at the end of the night when you're washing up, getting ready to go to bed, make sure you take out one of those antiperspirant wipes. Wipe down your face. Wipe down any other area where you may have some concerns about your sweating issues and let it take effect for a couple minutes. Then go to bed, wake up next morning, feeling refreshed, go through your morning routine, and all of a sudden your sweaty issues are probably going to be non-existent. Sweat block is doctor created and doctor recommended. It's good for up to seven days, so you don't have to do this every day. All you got to do is use one antiperspirant wipe and you're good for the week. How cool is that? Literally. If you want to check it out for yourself, go on over to sweatblock.com. And when you place your order, use the promo code locked on and you can save 20% on your antiperspirant wipes or your lotion, deodorant, whatever you're looking for. Save 20% with the promo code locked on. And of course, you can also catch it on amazon.com or at your local CVS. Final segment of today's episode of Locked On Nittany Lions. And we usually like to have a Twitter Tuesday segment with you guys where I take some time to answer your questions and react to your comments and your suggestions about Penn State or the Big Ten or just college football in general. This is your segment. I want to make it your segment. So I want you guys to drive in the questions, bring in the comments, whatever you want me to react to. Let's do it on the next Twitter Tuesday because unfortunately we came up a little dry today. But you know what? That's okay because we're still having lots of fun getting ready for this upcoming game. I will throw this tweet in for you from my friend Andrew Wade over at Locked On Hawkeyes. He says, should be an amazing game. Can't wait for our crossover. So yeah, that's a little bit of a tease. I already mentioned it a couple times, but we will be doing our crossover episode with you guys on Thursday, where I'll be doing an episode with Andrew Wade from Locked On Hawkeyes. I will say you want to check out today's edition of Locked On Big Ten because I'm always there every Tuesday with the host, Nate Dickinson, who also does the Locked On Gophers podcast. But we were joined by Andrew Wade because we really just can't wait to get started covering this game from as many angles as possible. This Penn State-Iowa game is huge. I don't think there's really any way to overstate that. This is the biggest Penn State-Iowa game that I think we have ever seen. Uh, if, if I'm mistaken on this or I'm missing something obvious, please let me know. But when was the last time you had top three, top four, uh, Iowa and Penn State on the same playing field? Never. 
<laughs> Never. That's why this game, it's not unprecedented, but this is a monster game for Iowa and Penn State. So we can break this down from so many different angles. Is it a must-win game for Penn State, though? That seems to be one of the questions that I've seen floating around there in various form on radio or on podcasts or, or on uh, blogs or newspaper sites or even on Twitter. And we kind of got into it a little bit on Locked on Big Ten. I'll give you my quick thoughts on this, so because I don't think this is a must-win game for either team. But man, a win really carries a lot of weight if you can get out of this one with a win, regardless if you're Penn State or Iowa. A win here would be huge. A loss, not exactly detrimental in the grand scheme of things. If the goal is playing for a Big Ten championship, and we'll start there, because I don't think you play for a college football championship if you don't have the Big Ten championship. That's just where I'm standing on this one. If you're Penn State, I think this game is much more of a must-win game than it is for Iowa. And I broke this down on Locked on Big Ten, but the basic idea is I'm looking at the landscape of this Big Ten East right now. And I've said before, Ohio State looks like they have figured thing, some things out. C.J. Stroud is on fire now that he's back in the starting lineup. Uh, this Ohio State offense is going to be very challenging for any team that comes across their way. And their defense has some work to do, but they certainly put the work in this weekend against Rutgers. So I, Ohio State, to me, is still the team that everybody in this Big Ten is chasing. I don't care where the rankings are right now. I'm just looking at what Ohio State is as far as the rest of the Big Ten is concerned. It's still Ohio State in my mind until proven otherwise. I haven't been proven otherwise just yet. That said, Penn State's got an excellent chance here. If they win this game against Iowa, they get a little bit of a margin for error, but not a whole lot because with this Big Ten East, I think teams are going to start beating each other up a little bit. You know, Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, I think they could all beat each other. I, I really do feel like that is extremely possible. I I don't know if one team gets out of this Big Ten East division without a loss, just in division play. I'm not even taking into consideration the uh, the crossover games. Uh, Penn State already has one win against Wisconsin. That's good. Uh, but if they get a win against Iowa, that's huge because those are two difficult road games to go to. And if they can get out of there with wins, then things are starting to look up a little bit. Again, still big challenges ahead for Penn State with this division. This is a tough division, or at least it's looking pretty tough. You know, things have suggested so far that Michigan is improved. Michigan State is certainly improved. Ohio State, I think, has figured some things out, and I still think that they're going to be a really talented team that everybody's going to struggle with, uh, and that includes Penn State. But I said earlier in this episode, Penn State's defense has a chance to win or at least keep every game within reach for this Penn State offense. And really, that may be all they need to do. Just keep games within reach and wait for a big play to happen. I don't think you want to be too reliant on big play opportunities. Yeah, I still think you got to figure out some other ways to extend drives and score points. But if that's a winning formula for Penn State, I'm okay with it because I feel like the defense is that good. The defense is not going to give up a whole lot against any of these opponents, as difficult and challenging as they may be. Uh, this Penn State offense has to get a couple things figured out and fine-tuned, but this is a good, well-rounded team, guys. This is a really good Penn State team. Are they great? No, I'm, I'm not saying they are. But they have a chance to be really, really good, and getting a win against Iowa would be huge as far as this Big Ten East is concerned because I think that everybody is going to lose a game somewhere along the way. So if you can avoid that loss coming in division play, that probably bodes well for you. So maybe if you are Penn State, 
you know, a loss to Iowa, if that's your one loss this year, that's great because that means you're going to have head-to-head wins against Michigan, Ohio State, and Michigan State. That gets you into the Big Ten Championship game where maybe you have a rematch with Iowa. Um, you know, we'll cross those bridges when we get there, but is this a must-win game for Penn State? I don't think so, but it certainly puts them in a much better position overall as far as the Big Ten is concerned uh, if they get out of this with a win. I don't think there's any question about that. Now, as far as the national championship, college football playoff, look, it's Alabama, Georgia, everybody else, and then everybody below that. So, um, you know, just being in the top four, that's what you're gunning for right now. You're in position right now. Uh, But just getting into the college football playoff, it's hard to do. (laughs) That's why only a handful of teams have been able to do it as frequently as they have. Really difficult to do. But a win against Iowa puts you on the inside track. So, yeah, the stakes are very high in this particular game. Obviously, lots of football still to be played. We don't want to get too overboard with the impact of what this means for the college football playoff right now. It's hard to avoid that conversation. I get that, given where Iowa and Penn State are ranked right now, three and four going into this game in the AP and the coaches' polls. I get it. It's so such an easy topic of conversation. I don't want to get too carried away in wasting my time on that when there's so much other... Uh, variables in play here that we still need to figure out. So this game's huge. I don't think it is a playoff elimination game the way that some people will hype it up to be. I think it's far from that. But it improves your chances a lot more if you get out of this one with a win. But let me know what you think. Leave a comment down below if you're watching this on YouTube. Reach out to us on our Twitter account at LockedOnNittany. Again, I have no idea if Facebook is alive anymore at this point in time. So if you want to give it a shot, Facebook.com slash LockedOnNittany. My name is Kevin McGuire. You can give me a follow on Twitter at KevinOnCFB. Check out all of my Penn State coverage over on NittanyLionsWire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. And thank you so much for making Locked on Nittany your first listen of the day. If you're checking us out on the Odyssey app or Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, thank you so much for doing so. Please leave a rating and a review on this episode and the show in general. We do want to get some more feedback from you guys as we continue to grow the podcast and hear what you guys have to say. Of course, again, if you're checking us out on YouTube, thank you so much for watching and making us your first watch of the day, I guess. Uh, Make sure you leave a thumbs up on this video before you leave and leave a comment down below with some of your thoughts about this Penn State-Iowa game. Or if you have any questions you want to bring into the conversation or just maybe have a chance to be featured as my YouTube comment of the day, I highly encourage you to do so. So again, thank you for making Locked on Nittany Lines your first listen of the day. If you're looking for your second listen, today's the day you got to head on over to Locked on Big Ten. Again, Nate Dickinson hosting there every Monday through Friday, a rotating panel of co-hosts, myself included, every Tuesday. And of course, today's episode, we were joined by Andrew Wade from Locked on Hawkeyes because we got to get as much Penn State-Iowa conversation in this week as possible. That's why we've got a trio on Locked on Big Ten today. We may team up again on another episode of Locked on Big Ten at some point later this week. But we've also got that crossover episode with Andrew Wade from Locked On Hawkeyes coming up your way on Thursday. So make sure you're following the podcast. Make sure you're watching us on YouTube and hitting that subscribe button. And you never want to miss a single day here on Locked On Nittany Lions, heading into one of the biggest regular season games we have had to cover since I, at least I came on and joined this podcast. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully you are as well. Thanks again for listening. Thanks for watching. Thank you so much for the support. Have a great day, everybody. Let's come back and do it all again tomorrow. Yeah, 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 yeah.